Welcome to Animals to the Max. I'm your host, Corbin Maxey. This show is about animals and the people who dedicate their lives to them. And welcome everybody to a very special Halloween edition of Animals to the Max. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I am Corbin Maxey. I am your host. Okay, you guys, so it's Halloween time. We just all think about creepy, disgusting things. And I honestly was like, oh my gosh, I have to do this for Halloween. So back on episode 44, titled Biology, Botany, and a Botfly, I had on Richard Rackman, and he's an undergrad at California State University studying ecology. And I had him on the show, and he talked about being literally eaten alive by a botfly. And to this day, it is one of our highest rated episodes. People just love this. They're just eating it up. No pun intended. And I thought, you know what? For Halloween, I should just take that clip of him talking about, you know, being eaten alive by a botfly and just make it its own episode because it is so fascinating. And, uh, you know, hopefully you will get the same fascination. Uh, Just a warning, please make sure you are not eating dinner, lunch or whatever, um, just because it's pretty gross. But it's really neat. And it was cool to talk to somebody. And yeah, so I hope you enjoy that. I will include, you know, the link to Richard's full interview in the show notes. Once again, that is episode 44. And I do encourage you to to follow Richard on Instagram. His handle is a wandering ecologist. And I'll also put that link in the show notes. So I hope you enjoy this very, very special Halloween edition of eaten alive by a botfly. Here we go, guys. Let's get gross. You wrote in your email, you brought back a botfly. <laughs> oh. Yeah, this actually got me on the, uh, the top page of Reddit. Cause I actually posted this on, on a, a subreddit called WTF it actually got me like 160,000 views or something. On the oh. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I didn't know what it was. I thought I got um, skin leishmaniasis, which is a common uh, parasite for researchers to get that work in the tropics. Um, it's like related to malaria. So my doctor and I went under the presumption that that's what I had. Um, two weeks after I got back from Ecuador, being the you know, hard worker I am, I'm like, hey, I have to go work with USGS studying greater sage-grouse. So I have to leave no matter what my diagnosis is. My doctor's like, can you please not leave? Can you please stay in Los Angeles and let's work on this? And um, so I put my biology career first and left to Nevada, Northern California to work with greater sage-grouse. So the whole time I'm doing this, I'm going through... At least for the first like few weeks, I was going through the pains of what I thought was, you know, some sort oh. of like thing on my back. Um, and eventually, I had to tell my crew lead, who was pretty, de- who's pretty upset, but he just wanted me to get it handled with. Um, but obviously, continue doing my field work, which was in and of itself pretty strenuous, like working outdoors like twelve hours a day, fourteen hours a day, in the hot Nevada sun. Um, oh. Can we go? Yeah. Can we back up a really quick? I mean, because <laughs> just just for that, we could do the whole episode on the on the, this bot fly. What is a bot fly for listeners maybe who are living underneath a rock or have never seen those disgusting oh, sure. videos on Facebook? And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and by the way, I've never seen one of those videos either. My mom tried sending me a million of them, but I just uh, would to look at any of them, dude. Um, yeah, I can't even. Um, but a bot fly. So. Um, when I was working in Ecuador, I actually would see a lot of them on, like, howler monkeys. Um, they're pretty common on other primates. Um, the, the botfly that humans can get is called the human botfly. And what they do is they attack a mosquito, 
and they lay the eggs on the mosquito, and the mosquito then um, does what it does. It bites you, and the eggs actually trickle down from the mosquito onto your wound, and then that's where the, the egg hatches. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, this is great. I just hope no one's like eating dinner or you know cereal listening. Right. No, this is great. Let's this, get gross. This is really, but this is really the life of a field biologist. If it's not this, it's skin leishmaniasis. It's malaria. It's it's hay fever. It's there's. I mean, just the amount of things you can get from rodents is zoonotic diseases. It's just it's just such a common thing that you know even undergraduate researchers a lot of time that are giving their time they're volunteering they're doing things for minimum wage they, they should be conscientious of you know um so that's kind of what i hope my experience speaks to uh but at the same time so anyhow uh so this the thing uh lives inside of your skin um kind of like a butterfly and i know it's <laughs> kind of cruel that I compare it to a butterfly, but it has a larval stage and then a pupa stage and then an adult stage. So three different stages of its uh, life cycle. Um, it, the larval stage is within its host and the pupa stage, what happens is it leaves the host and, and goes into the soil. And in Ecuadorian rainforest, it would be in the soil in the rainforest. And then after a, few, a month or so of being kind of this inconspicuous brown, like, hard-looking thing, an adult bot fly would emerge. And apparently the adults are beautiful, like full of color, and their eyes are like really bright colors and just interesting-looking hair kind of structures all over them. And um, I know, I know, your 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 mouth is a... No, this is... <laughs> I, I just have never talked to some... I mean, I've only seen this online, or I've seen it, I think, on Animal Planet, too. This is so fascinating to me. I'm just like... Yeah. I just, it's like you you hear this where people that get bit by sharks and they like they're just so cool they're like I have nothing but respect for the shark like or they get bit by like a crocodile and they're like you know the they just they demand respect they're they're fearsome creatures like don't kill the crocodile I I kind of feel the same way about the botfly like I have nothing for but respect for how cool I mean the experience was painful like. It would. I'd feel it about a few times a day, three oh. or four times a day, in my back, and I felt like someone was stabbing me. Um, and I've heard entomologists describe it as like painless because they emit some sort of pain-killing um, chemical. But I didn't feel that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that's and, a bunch of crap. Like, no, it like hurts yeah. really bad. And uh, eventually, it just came out, and then I found it in my bed. And I didn't know what the pupa was, so I have some entomologist friends on Facebook, so I sent them pictures. And they're like, do you do you work with livestock? And I'm like, oh, no, I work with birds, like big birds, sage-grouse. And they're like, oh, well, wh- what was the last country you were in? And I'm like, Ecuador. And they're like, yeah, you got a bot fly. And so I took it to the California Department of Health, or whatever the acronym is, um, they had never seen anything like it. They wanted it. And I said, no, I think I'm going to give it to my university. Because, <laughs> uh, of course, I emailed a bunch of my professors, and all of them were like, bring it back to CSUN. We, like, really want this specimen. Um, because you can't bring it. We didn't have the – we didn't – how do you say this? We didn't have the permitting to be able to bring any specimens from Ecuador back to Los Angeles. But – 
a bot fly is like one of the ways you can get around that because you have no option but to bring it back to Los Angeles. <laughs> um, so our natural histories collection collections was just really excited about it. So um, I mean, technically, so it's now sitting in a it's now sitting in a jar of alcohol in our, uh, our collections. Did you immediately put it in a jar of alcohol or? No, I tried hatching it into an adult. <laughs> Um, but yeah. unfortunately, the Nevada sun was not very forgiving, and it, it, it did not turn into an adult. So it's still a, it's still in its pupa stage. Pupa stage. And so, could you feel it actually moving around? Yes. In your. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that at the time, but yes, that's what that sensation was. Was it like this big? Uh, did it look like a big pimple that needed to be popped? Um, it looked like an open thing of flesh like about the size of a dime maybe okay of like yeah it's just really gross yeah but i never like i never wanted to see the wound myself so i never got a mirror and did that whole thing oh. like i had other people look at it like my partner would look at it like god bless his soul like um <laughs> so i mean I just, um, yeah, and I was just so busy working. Like, I was just all, every single day doing hardcore field work, radio telemetry, like, habitat analysis. Just my, my mind was on the job, unless for, like, the 15 minutes per day that it hurt. And I would just kind of concentrate on the pain, think about it, and then move on to my next task. Man, so, you deserve a medal, yeah. dude. That is a hard <laughs> – that is an awesome biology – I mean, that is a – that is a great undergrad research story. I mean, that is that. This is the best one I've ever heard. But but it's but it, it really is something that's. I, I wouldn't say it's. I'd say that thing is not common. But like the fact that we what we're doing as undergraduate biologists, um, it's risky. You know, you're hiking in these really desolate locations. Like, I mean, my my car has gotten stuck in a dry riverbed, and I've just been in the middle of nowhere. Um, I mean, but I'm not alone. Or like, you know, you go hiking and you you have a misstep and your ankle breaks. Like, like I said, we're getting paid pretty low wages. Um, you know, maybe health insurance isn't something we 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 are thinking about, but we should be thinking about. <laughs> um, it's just important that people that are interested in biology be cognitive that we're we're in a a lot of us are in a risky field as field biologists. I'd say once you're in the lab, it's a little safer. But even then, like, there's risk around the lab. I mean, you have to be aware of. So. Oh, yeah. And I don't want to, like, persuade anyone from not wanting to become a scientist or a biologist. <laughs> <laughs> no, do it. Field biology is awesome. Okay, Any so, of your listeners are on the fence. Okay. Yeah. So back on to the bot fly. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how long was it? I guess in in your back, you said two or three. Right, I don't know. I mean, honestly, because at the point I realized I had it had been maybe um, a few weeks left in my Ecuadorian research. Um, so if I had to throw out a number, I'd say like a month and a half or to two months. Um, but I, I could be wrong. Um, just I don't know the, the exact dates because I don't know when it started. And then what? Um, I have theories, but... And then one day you just, I mean, the pain's gone and you notice this little pupa type cocoon. Right. About an inch long, a pupa about an inch long in my oh bed. Oh my God. I know. Yeah. That is so cool. Um, 
Yeah, I was uh, in when I was working with USGS. We were living in trailers, so there was no. What I thought would happen was it, the trailer got so cold that it decided to leave. Um, but then I had an entomologist friend um, let me know. No, it was just done. It, it, it had nothing to do with the external environment of like where you were. It was just done feeding on you. And I'm like, okay, cool. Oh so it just, God. yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of sad it didn't live. Thanks for listening to the Animals to the Max podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with friends and family. Also, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. It really helps me out. As always, if you have any guest suggestions, if you want to email me personally, head on over to CorbinMaxi.com. And if you haven't already, check out our social channels. You can follow me at CorbinMaxi on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll talk to you next time.